I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com And on to North Melbourne, a team that neither of us really have much time for. Uh, my play to watch is Jared Pollock. Um, I think his outside run and his long kicking really complements the inside players that North have. Um, and he can really change a game off his own boot a lot of the time because he damage, he's damaging up the field but then hits mm. the scoreboard in really uh, team-lifting ways. I think he's a good get for them, for North Melbourne. Um, yeah, of all those players they got in, I think Dom Tyson is a really good one for them as well. Aaron Hall, we all know that he can be a really good player. Jasper Pittard, probably eh. But I think Polek is a real A grader. And I know that that... Uh, no, I doubt many people would say that, but his ability to change a game is really significant. Yeah. And so I'm keen to see what he can do, even though I don't like North. I've put down as a player to watch would be Bailey Scott. Mm-hmm. He... They just announced this afternoon that he's going to be playing round one. So that's an exciting um, exciting thing for him and just to see how he will go running out. Um, he was picked 49 for North Melbourne. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of – they were talking about in the in the clip before about how much work he had to go through. Obviously, everyone goes through a lot of work, but there was yeah. a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff to get his body right and to get – everything right and he's men- mentally right and all this sort of stuff. So mm. um, one of those scenarios that he'll then have to take it with both hands and, you yeah. know, when someone's in that position where they have to take it with both hands, um, some exciting things can happen. Yeah, awesome. Mine to fall out of favour, Scott Thompson. I'm surprised he's on a list this year, right. to be honest. North's history of moving players on, he hasn't been in the best form. He's not got a great attitude on the field. He's pretty undisciplined. And I just, I feel like he's on a list out of desperation. And that sounds really horrible for a player that's played a lot of games. He's He has been a good player in the past. Um, I just don't know if he can go with a lot of the young forwards. Is mm. he like, imagine him lining up on a Sam Wiedemann or a player like that. He's not going to be able to go with him. Yeah. And when, inevitably, when Scott Thompson 
is being found out on that way, um, he starts to get aggressive on the field and then gets in trouble, gives away free kicks and does all that. So I think he's going to be more of a liability this year than he will be a positive. Yep. I know Robbie Tarrant being injured probably means he's more important this year, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Because there's a lot of injuries that they're a lot of injuries looking at that are uh, unsure mm. uh, what's going to happen with, you know. Um, and that kind of leads into the game that I'm looking forward to. Because I feel like it'll probably happen by the end of the year is Majak or mm. getting a game again. Um, well, he started running on the gravity thing. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think it's too far to assume he'll get a Guernsey before the end of the year. Obviously, a bunch of EFL time to get that confidence back. Yeah. Um, but that'll be, you know, such a emotional day for the club, mm. for him, family. Well, we've all seen that video as well Yeah. him running. It's... Uh, yeah, that'll be a game that I think will be a really in, uh, interesting game, interesting milestone at yeah. some point. Um, I'll come back to that later on when we're talking about some other stuff. But Who do you think is going to fall out of favour? <laughs> Jasper Pittard. <laughs> in his first year there? First year. Um, he was a flog at Port Adelaide <laughs> and it doesn't take much to figure out what his nickname was with Port Adelaide fans. Um Rhymes with Pitt, but uh, yeah, and watching him closely because of the connections that I have with Port Adelaide, just just the errors he'd make. It's just not a smart, not <laughs> not a smart, intelligent uh, user of the ball, and and it wasn't surprised when he got delisted. And so we'll see. Was he delisted or just traded? I oh, sorry, he was he was, he traded. was traded, but it's you know at least they could as part of that Pollock yep. deal. So it's you almost know, like get him off our hands, and you can have al- almost as well. So, um, yeah, it's. <laughs> I actually, full disclosure, I actually have a bet with a friend of mine that because of how much he dislikes Pittard, this is going against exactly <laughs> what I said. Um, we've got a fifty dollar bet going that Pittard would get one Brownlow vote, uh, just uh, one. Yeah, I think so. I'll be, I, I'm, I'm hoping that he, you know, plays well enough at some point to get one vote so I can pocket that fifty bucks. <laughs> But um, I, I'm and it's no, it's look. I'm under no impression that he'll uh, he'll set fire to anything <laughs> at uh, at North Melbourne. Uh, I think they'll finish eight to thirteen. If they make finals, it'll only be just. I don't yeah. think they're going to be convincing. They probably overperformed last year. I don't rate North List is better this year, but I think injuries are going to cruel mm. the start of their season. They won't be able to peg it back. Yep. I've got them as 11th to miss out again, probably by either one game or percentage. Yeah. So not not a dismal year, but, um, you know, I like Ben Brown a lot. I like his, mm. you know, I like seeing him play. Uh, I like seeing him off the ground working with the women's team. Um, he could be, if North Melbourne do get a bit of a run on, he could be pushing for you know, 70, 80 goal season, had 61 last year. So, mm. you know, particularly with the way these things change, the, the rules change, he could very much be someone to benefit from that and really pushing to be upwards in that um, calm medal race. But He just needs to focus on winning the ball and mm. not focus on his opponent. Mm. And I think he sometimes gets caught out that way. Yeah. Game to look forward to. I've got round 22 against Port at Dockland. <laughs> we have to wait to the penultimate week of the season to see it. But the 
bitterness of Port Adelaide to let go of Polek is going to make this one interesting. And I think that's would be the one that I'd love to see Peter get the point. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Port. Port Adelaide. Speaking of uh, strongly Port Adelaide. Who's your player to watch out for? Uh, I've got down um, Lysette. Yeah? Uh, obviously, we know that he's got the uh, the grand final win with West Coast. But I'm a, I'm a fan of Port Adelaide. Even before, full, full disclosure, my girlfriend's a very, very one-eyed Port Adelaide supporter <laughs> and a whole chunk of her friends are all one-eyed Port Adelaide supporters. But before that, I really enjoy the style of play at Port Adelaide. I really enjoy watching them play. I think not only that, but Adelaide Oval is a great place. We mentioned it before to watch. So watching Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval, whether mm. on television or live, um, I saw them there last year when they beat Richmond and it was beautiful. It was a great game. It's a great style and way that they play. So they've got a bunch of taller, bigger guys. Mm. Um, your West off and your Dixon, your Ryder, and then you've got your Gray, your Wines, aka Boxhead, because he's just <laughs> he looks like that Easter Island emoji. Um, he does. He really does. So, uh, yeah, I think with Lyson in the mix, to look after that ruck, it means that some of those taller, bigger guys don't have to um, chop, s- out. chop in and out, free them to play the the bigger forward and be that leading or play the midfield, the bigger midfield, bigger body midfield, um, and really just dominate in, in their position. So, mm. um, I've got Dan Houston, Houston, how do you, however you say it. Uh, he played every game last year and he's been really strong for Port in defence. Um, I'd expect him to take a bit of a step up this year. Jonas has proven to be a good leader. He's now the co-captain. Mm, yep. he, he's leading him down That's back. That's a whole other story, the co-captaincy. I can't believe the drama. It's amazing. Like as someone who, you know, you, you know, I know Sydney's got co-captains. Every time Sydney have some new co-captains, they win a flag, just saying. And Carlton have done it this year, and I don't think we've got a problem with that yet. No. Someone will probably find a problem if we have a three-win season <sighs> the same way they did with our grey tops. But the fact that the, cap- the, the the history of Port Adelaide is so far back, and I've learned a lot about it, but the captains always wear one. So what does co-captains do? We're going against tradition. Like, this one is and a travesty. 11. 1-11 or 1-2. and two. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing how... The Port Adelaide supporters were ravenous on this topic, so it's pretty funny. It's very funny. <laughs> They're so they've got such a thorn in their side about AFL as in in general, yeah. Uh, the league, not just the actual competition, yeah. And such a chip on their shoulder, even more so than most. I reckon most other teams, mm. most other interstate teams, yeah. That it's so funny to watch them do that. <laughs> it was a very funny day on the internet. But again, flip side of that is uh, they play a really enjoyable brand of football to watch. Sometimes, though, I really rate Tom Jonas. I'm glad mm-hmm. he's one of the captains. I Sydney were trying to get him in the off season last year, and I really, really wanted him to mm. come to the Sydney. Um, but I feel like that is part of him being made captain. Is Part of him being kept there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got Jack Watts to fall out of favour. That seems like an obvious one, but he's probably one of the most, and this is really harsh, one of the most disappointing players in recent history because he had so much potential. And yes, we know of the history at Melbourne and 
what happened there, but he had the chance for a fresh start at Adelaide and he fucked it up. And he, mm. not only is he fucking it up on the, like off the field, but on the field, he's not, not performing and it's just really disappointing. So I think, I wonder how long Porter are going to put up with it because you can't have a liability like that on your list for that long. Yeah. They've already had issues with Sam Pepper off the field. Well, that was going to be who, who mine was. Like, will he be able to rein in those issues Yeah, and go forward and really be the explosive player that he has shown he can be in the last 10 or 20 games? It looks like Boak has really taken him under his wing, mm. which I would expect is will improve yep. things for him. Um, but it's that unknown. That's where he was in my just again not a not a fall out of favour, but like let's watch him to see how this will play out over his season and, and whether circumstances will fall his way or mm. or not. And at the end of the season, whether whether he's shown to be a, a great asset to the team or whether he's been that liability. Yeah, he's got the potential. Um, I'm expecting him to finish six to ten. I think they're just on the cusp of a few injuries injuries ruining their season. Yeah. They're pretty – look, injuries at the moment are okay, Uh, but the names are big. Charlie Dixon's out at the moment, but, you know, back early in the next couple of weeks. Paddy Ryder's a test. He's worn that um, headgear. He was wearing it today, but he's saying it kind of intercepts his vision a little bit. Mm. So whether he misses the first game or two to kind of get that cheek right – yeah, Ollie Wines is out with the shoulder. So there's some solid names, but I I would agree I'm I'm putting them at tenth, just outside. Um, I'm looking forward to round ten against Hawthorne down in Tassie. Uh-huh. Burton, I think Burton was much more reluctant to leave Hawthorne than Wingard was. Yeah. To leave Port. Wingard, and I know we've talked about. I think we're going to be a good fit at Hawthorne, but you've got a few great draft picks that. Port Adelaide picked up Rosie Butters. Oh, they're young players. They're going to have four debutants as well. Yeah. I'm a fan of Butters. Because um, of his name? Partially. But, um, you know, sometimes you just there's just a player you're like, I just want you to do real well. Dersma's looking like he's going to be an absolute breakout, right. which is awesome. And I think some of those players will start to fill in. That. It may not be this year. And I think that's why they just added the eight for me. Yeah. But um, going forward, I think that... Yeah. They'll move back up over the next couple of seasons. Okay, let's move on to Richmond. Yep. Uh, oh, the game I'm going to look forward to is round two. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll be over there and um, it'll be a really delightful... Showdown. We talked about it before, didn't no, we? No, this is the Carlton Adelaide. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Carlton right. Port Adelaide. So that'll just be nice to hopefully get the uh, Carlton to get the win over Port Adelaide. It's not... You know, we, we came close last year and again, here's us making other teams about ourselves. But I'm really you, good at that. It's also nice, uh, you know, nice to watch Port Adelaide play at Port Adelaide. So I'm looking forward to that game. Okay, Richmond, who's your player to watch? Uh, I've got two, and the first one was Dusty. Um, again, it's an obvious one. Some of these are obvious, but it's, it's watching him now that he doesn't have the pressure of being the Brownlow medalist on his shoulders this year and doesn't have the pressure of being the Norm Smith medalist yeah. and doesn't have the pressure of... And while I didn't read the article in, de- in detail, him talking about, I just had all of this, but I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know yeah. how to. So I feel that with people less focused on him because of all those things. Well, everyone's focused on Tom Lynch now. Yep. He'll just be able to go back to that form of 2017 and just be like, oh, I can just play and yeah. I can just do it how I want to do it. And um, and also I have a very, very big, like most people, a soft spot for Jack Higgins. 
It just is a. I heard him on a podcast recently, and he just was like, he was just it's a he, funny young fellow. He is a kid that's just going to potter along and do. He's he's going to be like the Riolis in the sense of just do stuff from time to time. You're going to be like, you are. What are you doing? This is delightful. <laughs> just a joy to watch, a joyous human, and um, I will definitely be watching him closely this year. <laughs> I have Noah Bolter. Um, oh, yeah. Bolter ti- by name, Bolter by nature. Well, the Tigers are obviously going to have to adjust their game plan to prepare to deal with the 666. Mm. Stats do show that <clears> – <throat> sorry. Stats do show that – they were the most. They used players out of position the most last year. Yeah. So they're obviously going to have to adapt their game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Plan the most. Yeah. Um, I think especially if Tom Lynch isn't quite right yet. Um, Bolter kind of is that ready to go stand in for him. Mm. Um he showed a bit in preseason. He's a strong young player that's not afraid to leap at the ball. Yep. Um he may have patches where he's really involved in the game and then fade away, but during that patch he'll be really influential. So I'm really keen to see if he's able to get some games and actually show that on a, at a senior level. Um to fall out of favor, I've got a really unpopular opinion here. Uh similar to my Joe Danaher one. Alex Rance. Um, Rance. I think Rance. the way the media talks him up annoys the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, good player. Good defender. He's not the second coming of Christ. He's not. And he got found out last year. A lot. Severely. Um, what was the stat that – it's a bit of a, a twisted statistic, but was had the most goals – Kicked on him by a direct opponent. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit twisted because obviously it's a bit more of a fluid. It's not your historical full back, full forward. But but I think with the uh, structure changes in the rules, it's going to expose him more. And yeah. if he can't be more uh, accountable to his opponent without getting aggressive, without doing all those things, um, how does he cope? Yeah, he either excels. And becomes closer to that player that the media talk him up as. Um, and if he can do that, then I'd be surprised because he's on the older side and all that sort of stuff. He'd pretty much have to reinvent his game. Yep. Um, but I just feel like he got found out a lot last year with a lot of protection. As I said, Richmond were a team that played their players off the back a lot more, which meant he had a big wall of protection in front of him before he had to get... Um, involved, Absolutely. he was able to come off his players because Asprey and Grimes were playing really good football. Is he going to be able to do that this year? I don't know that he will. And this is the Liam Jones thing, and I'm not comparing the two. The Liam Jones, knowing when to come off your man, knowing not. Um, Alex Rance obviously is more aware of when's a good risk to take, when's not. 
yeah. he's going to have to rein it right back in because every little mistake now, especially out of a centre stoppage, is going to be magnified. Mm. Yep. Please don't hate me, Richmond fans. I've got it down that, well, to kind of go half a step forward, their injury list is very reasonable. Castagna's... As as always. Yeah, it's, it's just about ready to go. Um, Garthwaite and Grigg. Garth, Grigg's indefinite to knee, you know, whatever. See where he falls. Townsend's test. So, of the six or seven names, Josh Caddy... He's probably the big one, him and Lynch. Him and Lynch. And I have got... The reason I get to Lynch is that I he won't play next week. He won't play this week. He won't play round one, I don't think. Well, he's saying that he's ready, but I don't know. I don't think that they'll select in. him. I don't think that or they will. Or you make him come back through the seconds. He's been out of footy for over a year. Yeah. I don't think he'll play round one. I think it'll be a great show-off to the members that they got him, but I don't think that it would be a wise choice. But in saying that, I'm of the opinion, and this is more the fall out of favour. It's not really quite the right answer to the question, but that he won't have his body right all season, and he'll be, he'll get a few games, he'll be out with soreness, he'll come back through the seconds once or twice, and he'll be in and out all season, and won't have an impact of any note. Maybe one or two games where he shows what he could do, mm. but I don't think that he'll do anything this season that of note that, um, and just be constantly injury riddled and. Maybe that'll set him up for 2020 and have the year with a full preseason. I don't know, but yeah, um, that's there's a lot of pressure. Absolutely. Um, what game are you looking forward to? Well, I mentioned round one, obviously, because it's round one. Uh, round two is versus Collingwood. That's which what is I've got. Massive. Everyone's uh, going to be thinking about the prelim. And I've got round 20 versus Melbourne, which I reckon is probably a prelim preview. So, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. So. <laughs> It's starting to come come apparent where, where things are falling. So, oh shit! Uh, but yeah, that's where, where do you have them finishing? Sorry, we skipped that. Bit. Uh, I've got that they'll probably finish first again. I think with the way really? that their injuries is kind of sitting at the moment, I think their team is still great. They've got again, they've got heaps of MCG games this year. Um, I think three to six because I think at the start of the season it's going to take them a little bit to get used to the six six six. So I think they might drop drop a few early games, which might hurt them in terms of ladder position yeah. further down the track. Well, they're they're starting uh, they're starting season. Well, they've got Carlton to start with, so that's as much as I hate to say it. It'll probably be twenty odd point win to Richmond, um, Collingwood, which will go either way, and I'm not going to pull straws. And then you've got Giants. It's a, it's a pretty tough first five games, six games. Um, it's round seven they face Bulldogs, but it's um, Carlton, Collingwood, Giants, Power, Sydney, Melbourne. So it's a really, uh, other than Carlton in that thing, it's going to be top top six teams. They're going to, you know, well, that's my opinion at this stage. It could very well go pear shape, but and then you go that next part is Dogs, Frio, Hawks, and Bombers North. So it starts to get a bit kind of like you're saying. They might drop a few games early, looking at that mm. tough start. Um, until they find and their getting feet, used but... to their game plan. Um, okay, St Kilda, let's move on because this is going quite long. St Kilda, play to watch. I've got Rowan Marshall with Hickey gone. It's Marshall's chance to step up. I think he's going to surpass Longer and become their real number one go-to person. Um, he's really tough and aggressive in the ruck. He kind of reminds me a bit of Shane Mumford in that mm-hmm. um, he presence he's able to bring in the midfield in what is probably a bit of a dour midfield at St Kilda. 
Um, I think he'll do some damage and spark some movement from their midfielders. Look, St Kilda is a team I haven't got much opinion on, to be honest. And that's not because they are woeful. Um, but that's more just because I... Like even in there's looking into it, there's nothing interesting about them. There's not a lot. The only thing we sort of loosely t- touched on before was about, um, you know, they picked up Max King, but he's still coming off an injury. Um, but look forward to seeing him. Their, their injury list already is quite significant. quite significant. Bytel, Hanbury's out for a bit. Obviously, we mentioned King, Paddy McCartan. Carla looks like he's going to be gone for most of the season, if not all yep. the season. To lose. Two players like Dylan Robertson and Jack Stevens for unrelated to playing things, like for obviously for mental health and for the heart condition before it started, like not even pulled on. It is such a blow for any football club. Mm. Um, Plus, McCartan is something that's pretty out of control as well. Absolutely. The back injury to Carlisle is significant. Like, yep. they're all, yeah, it's just looking pretty bleak. So, you've got no player to watch. I. Look, I think someone like, obviously we mentioned about Hanbury coming down, so that would be great to see having to play, I imagine, a strong leadership role in those things where you've got some players who have to have had to go out through injury and kind of bring a winning culture to a club. And St Kilda, for a long time, it's been noted that their culture has been average at best mm. because not, and, and, and not to bring it back to Carlton, but talking, listening to Harford, talk about the last five weeks of the Carlton women's team and talking about having to learn how to win. Yeah. Not just physically kick the goals to win, but learn how to win. And I think St Kilda's in that spot where they have to learn how to win a game of football. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, maybe Dan Hanbury will be able to do amazingly well and um, because of the spot that he's in, but it'll be a slog on him because the team is very sluggish and stuck in the mud. Yeah. Um, I've got them as 17th. I think the only Gold Coast Suns will be the ones who will be below them. Really? But, you know, but they could go either way. Um, um, I have falling out of favour. I've gone against the grain here. I haven't chosen a player. I've chosen their coach. Ooh, here we go. And I don't like suggesting coaches need to be sacked, although I said that about Ross Lyon earlier, but that's a different ballgame. Um, it's just clearly not working. mm um, he's obviously had to deal with a lot of significant injuries. Obviously, the Paddy McCartan one is one that's been significant for a long time. The Dylan Robertson one has been a year and a half happening. Like They've had to deal with some stuff, but it's clear that his connection with the players isn't strong. Yeah. Even with his captain, it's not strong. Um, you're never going to turn a team around if you can't even connect with your captain. Um, I think that... He clearly doesn't have the game plan in mind that's going to work for them. They need to uh, maximise what Tim Membry can do for them, and they haven't been able oh, to do memory. that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just think that it looks so bleak. And I couldn't pick a player because I don't think any of the players have been given an opportunity mm. to really showcase what they can do, where they deserve to be a player to fall out of favour. It'll be if he makes it through the year... It'll be two years without, two seasons without a coach change mid-season. I don't know. I don't think he'll make it. If he'll make it, if they sit at the bottom of the ladder the whole time. But who, who do you have falling out of favour? Look, 
again, I for some reason I've missed all three of these spots, uh, but I would probably agree with you on the Alan Richardson thing. I I can't see they're not a team that I look at and go, you've got someone who is amazing. You've you've haven't got someone who is is you know I don't, I don't see it being a, a a destination club. I don't see it being yeah. a destination. A game that I would go, oh, who's playing today? Think, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that just because St Kilda's playing. Unlike some of the other teams, like at Brisbane, Port mm. Adelaide, we've mentioned both of those. But even their young talent isn't getting a chance in this team. Like people don't have players like Hunter Clark or Nick Caulfield in this team. Mm. They were seven and eight, number seven and eight in the draft. How are they not getting a game? Like it's just I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, they did pick up Sam Rowe this last week as a supplementary. Yeah, that's a good point. He will be beneficial. I was surprised when he got delisted. Yeah, likewise. 99 games. I think he played on 98. So. Coming off a knee injury and cancer didn't he have? So Yeah, back in the day. Um, yeah, I think that's a good one. But I'm expecting them to be down 17-18. I'm more positive about Gold Coast and Carlton than I am about St Kilda. And I think that their injuries um, are... Really telling right now. But I just do want to very quickly touch on before I get to your game to look forward to. Hanabry. Hanabry is never going to be the player that he was in 2016. He's never going to be that player again. Hmm. That knee, he he struggled his whole career. His two-way running was the big thing about him. He struggled to get his disposal efficiency at a point where he could be a really damaging player. And then in 2016... That's the reason he was Australian was because he was able to make both things click. And then he got yep. that knee injury from that slide in in the grand final and he was had to focus so hard on getting his fitness back up that his skill level dropped away and he just hasn't been the player since. Mm. His body is letting him down. We know that he's going to miss a significant portion of the first half of the season. But he hasn't been brought in to be a silky smooth player for them. He's been brought in to be a leader, to show what success is, and I think people need to reassess their expectations of his inclusion at this club. Yeah. And I'm really bored of supporters arguing, it's the worst deal you've ever made, it's the worst trade you've... They had to try something. He wanted to come to Melbourne. He's from a consistently successful club. His attitude... And two-way running ability is what they need. Mm. So he's going to complement the things that Seb Ross does. He's going to complement the things that Tim Memory does. He's not going to be the star of the team. He's going to be. He's going to lift everyone else up rather than him stand out. Yeah, yeah. And I'd really, I think it's really important that we and the media in particular accept that that's what he's there for and he's not there to be a Brownlow medalist like yeah. Tom Mitchell going to Hawthorne was. You know, Gary Ablett going to yeah. to uh, Gold Coast. It's not going to win games. It's going to help build this bottom cellar-dwelling outfit into a team that's going to miss out in a grand final again. Yeah. where What game are you looking forward to? We spoke about the games earlier with Gold Coast as the, Brown, as the Brownlow medalist, as the wooden spoon. Yeah. Looking forward to a wooden spoon match, eh? <laughs> wooden spoon match. I think that's, you know, they will pop a surprise or two in there where they might just click on a day. Um, and I think, you know, well, they play against Sydney last round, so, you know, Dan... Well, that's one that Dan I've Dan got... back on SCG might be, a you know, an interesting game to watch. I don't think by that stage that the Saints are 
you're going to have much less in the tank. I think they're just going to be playing a dead rubber and Sydney will run them down. Well, I've got that one because it's the Pride match. Oh, of course. I think yeah. it's a really good initiative. And I think, I, from what I understand, St Kilda were the instigators of it. Mm. Sydney were able to join in. Um, I've got that one because I think it's a really bright part of St Kilda's otherwise kind of dull fixture. Because You could say it's a rainbow part of the dull fixture. If you really want to, you could say <laughs> that. Um, Anyway, let's continue to move on. Yep. Sorry, St Kilda, but it's really not your year, and uh, I think we'll um, we'll see you again next year. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 